0: Matthew chapter 28, I'm going to read verses 1 to 7. Matthew 28 verses 1 to 7. I want to welcome each and every one of us to this very special service. On the day we are marking the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the grave, death could not hold him captive. He won the battle over the devil. He won the battle over death. He won the battle over the grave. He is risen. And he lives forevermore. Amen. Amen. Matthew 28 verses 1 to 7. If you are there, shout hallelujah. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake. Tell somebody a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning. His raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. Verse 5. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye. Tell somebody, fear ye not. For I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Verse 6. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. Verse 7. And go quickly, tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he went before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. The topic of our short discussion this morning is what I call He's Risen. Tell somebody, He's Risen. He's Risen. He's Risen. And I mean, we know that passage very well, but a question I want to ask is what are the implications of the fact that he is risen. He is risen. What does it imply? There are lots of things that we can bring out from from that passage or that statement. But the first thing, and I don't know, maybe it's the only thing we're going to discuss this morning. The first important point we need to take note of from the fact that he is risen is that, number one, there is hope for Barabbas. What did I just say? There's hope for who? Barabbas. Who is Barabbas? Do you remember who Barabbas is? Who is he? The criminal that was released by Pilate. The criminal that, I mean, under normal circumstances. There was no escape route for him. I'm going to go into some details about him. But you see, the fact that Jesus is risen gave hope to that man called Barabbas. The name Barabbas means the son of a father or the son of a master. When you go to the scriptures, Barabbas was called a number of names I want us to look at this morning. Paraventure, you are looking at us, you are watching this morning, you 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 just come across this message on the internet, and you are listening. There is a name you have been called, which might be similar to the name that Barabbas was called. There is a situation you are in. It might be similar to the situation that Barabbas was in. I want to tell you this morning there is hope in Jesus' name. The first name or the first introduction of Barabbas that we have is that he was a notable or notorious prisoner. He was what? A notorious prisoner. A notable prisoner. In Matthew 27, Matthew 27 Verses 16 to 17. Matthew 27, 16 to 17. We are told they had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. He was a notable prisoner. He was a notable prisoner. Pilate thought that because of the atrocities of Barabbas, that if he had said, whom do you want, Barabbas or Jesus? That they will say what? Ah, they will say no, 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 no. Barabbas, with all that we know about him, you want to release him? No, 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 no. We prefer Jesus. Jesus offended no one. Did he offend anybody? No. The Bible says everywhere he went, he was doing what? He was doing good. So Pilate, you see, you see, we have logic. Logic fails in the things of God. Pilate was logically correct. When anybody thinks the way they should think, nobody in his right senses will prefer Barabbas to Jesus. Nobody. And so, he was trying to work his way out. Indeed, I know we say so many things about Pilate, but Pilate did not want to kill Jesus. True or false? He did not. He looked for Different routes. When he saw it was impossible, he did what? He washed his hand. Especially when his hand said, I had a dream, oh, because of that righteous man, I suffered many things in my dream. I have nothing to do with his death. Barabbas was a notable or notorious prisoner. There are a number of people in the Bible that were also noted for being notorious in their own spheres. In their own spheres. One or two of them might might be might, might have situations that relate to us. Number one was Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene. We are told in Luke chapter 8, verse 2. Luke chapter 8, verse 2. And, a, and certain women, I mean a number of women that were helping in the ministry of Jesus, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went. How many? Seven devils. Rather one devil is enough. Out of Mary Magdalene, we are told, seven devils went out. But do you know, in spite of, I mean, how notorious Mary Magdalene was in the kingdom of darkness. She was eating with demons. In spite of all that. When Jesus came into her situation, she was transformed. She was changed. The devils were cast out. Not only that. Brethren, when you study your scriptures, you find out that the first human being that saw Jesus after his resurrection was who? Mary Magdalene. This same Mary. In fact, when you, when you, when you read this account in the book of John, chapter 20, from verse 1 to, I mean, downwards, you will see that the disciples got there, they looked into the sepulcher, they saw the clothes that were there, they didn't see Jesus. They turned back and they did what? They went away. They went away. Mary was one that came and the angel said, he's risen. She went and told the disciples, I went to the grave. My master is no longer there. I don't know where they put his body. John and Peter ran to the grave they looked inside they saw the cross, they saw everything the, an angel told them the man is risen they turned back and they left what did Mary do? she stayed there she stayed there she said I want to know where my Lord is and that is why she was given that uh, uh, would I call it a privilege? of being the first human being to see Jesus after his resurrection she had a notorious past brethren But she was privileged to be the first to see Jesus. In fact, the Bible tells us that when she saw him, she wanted to hold him. Jesus said what? Don't touch me. I have not yet gone to my father. By the time he appeared to any other disciple, he had gone to the father. He had taken his blood to the Holy of Holies. He had completed the sacrifice for which he died. What a privilege. And yet she had what I call A notorious past. What of Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus. In Luke chapter 19, verse 2, the Bible says Zacchaeus was chief among the publicans and he was rich. Zacchaeus was a notorious tax collector, he was a sinner among sinners. Other sinners were crooked and not rich. This man was a sinner that was rich. So he truly exploited the people. But one day, tell somebody one day. One day, Zacchaeus made up his mind that I must see Jesus. And he had his reputation. He was physically challenged. <laughs> Amen. He, he was physically challenged. So it's either they trample upon him, or he goes back home and says, well, I tried to see him. But he said, no way. I must see Jesus today. Somebody here will see Jesus today. Yeah, he climbed onto a sycamore tree. And you know, Jesus saw his efforts. Jesus saw what he put in. And in verse 5, the Bible says, when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and saw him. And said, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must abide in thy house. For such a resurrection day as this, the Lord will abide in somebody's house in Jesus' name. When we get to verse 8, Zacchaeus made some pronouncements. One of the profound lessons of the New Testament. One of the teachings of the New Testament on restitution. He said, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor. If I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, which he knew he had done, he said, I restore him fourfold. He made up his mind that from that day he will be a changed man. God has a word for any notorious criminal like Barabbas. Who is listening to this message? In Isaiah chapter 1, verses 18 to 20. Isaiah chapter 1, verses 18 to 20. The Lord said, Come now, let us reason together, said the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But look at verse 20. If you refuse and repair, you shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Barabbas should have been. Killed. But Jesus took his place. But Jesus did not die in vain. He did not just die. He arose on the third day. And of course, by virtue of that, there was hope for Barabbas. And there's hope for any man, any man, whatever the state we are in. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, we know that passage very well. Come unto me. All ye that labour and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. There's rest with Him, brethren. Take my yoke upon you, verse twenty-nine. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. There's no need to be running helter skelter from post to post. There's no need to be running, running, going about looking for one man of God or the other. Seek Jesus. Tell somebody to seek Jesus. Seek Jesus. Seek Jesus. Because his yoke is easy. And his body is light. We said Barabbas was a notorious prisoner. And that means Jesus in setting him free. Jesus in taking his place. Jesus in giving him hope by his resurrection. Demonstrated that He can open any prison door if we will trust him. He can do what? He can open any prison door. Prison doors, it could be physical, but more importantly, they are what? Spiritual. Jesus can open any prison door. And I pray for anyone who is listening to me today. If there's any prison that is holding you down, You are set free in Jesus' name. In Acts chapter 12, verses 5 to 10. Acts 12, verses 5 to 10, we see the story. Peter was in prison. Herod was planning to sacrifice him after Easter. Interesting, that's what the Bible says. But God sent his angel and set Peter free. That God that sent his angel and set Peter free, that God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead on the third day. That God that gave Barabbas hope, the God is here. That God is here today, Amen. and is here for, you. He's here, for he's here for you. Tell somebody he's here for me. Say he's here for me, and you have an encounter for him today in Jesus' name. Amen. So that's my first point. There's hope for Barabbas. My second point about Barabbas. Or right, the first point was that he was a notorious prisoner. The second point is that he was the people's choice against Jesus because of envy. Because of what? That's very important. The people's, it was the people's choice against Jesus because of envy. The common people didn't really care who Barabbas was. But the high priests, those people that thought they were contending with Jesus, that he was taking their disciples away. They are the ones who were envious of him, who incited the people against him. In Matthew 27, verse 18, the Bible makes us to understand that Pilate knew that for envy they had delivered Jesus. He knew. Was that not the same thing that happened with Joseph? Joseph? The brothers of Joseph, when you go to Genesis 37, his brothers were willing to kill him. Why? Envy. He had a dream that he would be greater than all of them. I said, how can you be greater than us all? First of all, our father loves you. You have a coat of many colors. He protects you. Now you're having these funny dreams. It was his dream that, that he told them that was the height of it all. And so when they saw him, in verses 18 to 20, they said, uh uh-huh, this dreamer comet. Come, let's do what? Let's kill him. And see what will come out of his dreams. You see what envy does? Envy always lays the foundation to destruction. The leaders in the land during the time of Jesus were so envious of him that they killed him. The brothers of Joseph, sons of the same father, were ready to kill him, but for divine intervention. All because of envy. Barabbas was the people's choice against Jesus because of envy. The third point about Barabbas was that he was a leader of insurrection. Or uprising, It was a leader of what? Uprising, insurrection. It was a leader of uprising against the state. Barabbas had no business with Jesus. Barabbas was not against Jesus. He so was just he was against the state, because they were looking for a political messiah, and it was taking too long for them to see what they were expecting. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 7, the Bible says, there was one man named Barabbas, which lay bound with them that had made insurrection with him who had committed murder in the insurrection. That's why when Jesus was on the cross, in Luke chapter 23, verse 34, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The Bible says, and they parted his raiment and cast lots. He was a leader of insurrection against the state. But he was forgiven on the cross. Just like a man we all know, a man by name Saul of Tarsus, when Stephen was killed, when Stephen was killed, We know how Stephen was made a deacon when we look at Acts chapter 6. But when we go to Acts chapter 7, our time is far spent. Acts chapter 7 from verse 57 to verse 60. After Stephen had preached before all, defending his stand in the Lord Jesus, and the Bible says they couldn't really challenge the Spirit of God that was operating in him. He got to a point that the Bible says they cried out with a loud voice. They stopped their ears. They ran upon him with one accord. Imagine that. The only place they could be united was when they were going to kill an innocent man. They cast him out of the city. They stoned him. And the witnesses laid their clothes at the young man's feet. Whose name was what? Saul. That was another leader of insurrection. But God gave him a second chance. He became Paul of Tarsus. He wrote more than half of the New Testament. There's hope for Barabbas. There's hope for you. Whatever be your state or your situation today, I'm telling you, there is hope for you. The fourth thing about Barabbas, there are five points we're going to talk about and then we'll round up. The fourth thing about him is that Barabbas was a murderer. He was what? A murderer. When you look at Mark chapter 15, verse 7, Mark 15, verse 7, the Bible says there was one named Barabbas. Which lay bound with them that had made insurrection with him. Who had committed murder in the insurrection. So it it wasn't just that he said, oh, we want a change of government. Oh, he committed murder. He killed. He took another man's blood. Yet, Jesus died in his place. And hope was restored unto him. Is that not the same case with David? David. David, though a king beloved of God, in his moment of idleness, he fell into the sin of adultery. When it was all over, he killed an innocent man and took his wife. We all know this story. Second Samuel chapter eleven verses 1 to 5. We see where the Bible tells us that when David should be at the battlefront, he was walking around on top of his house. And he could afford to see a naked woman birthing. And that was the beginning of his problems. He committed adultery with her. She became pregnant. He invited her husband home. He orchestrated his death. And he thought he had done everything. And nothing was wrong. Until God sent prophet Nathan to him. And Nathan told him, You are the man. The Lord said, I gave you everything and I could give you more. Why have you taken? That's in 2 Samuel chapter 12. From verse 7 to 9. Why have you taken the only thing that this poor man had? Uriah was a loyal servant. Loyal to death. When David told him, go and sleep at your house. He said, no. The ark of the Lord is on the battlefront. The armies of Israel, they are on the battlefront. You are now telling me to go and sleep at home with my wife? No! He was a loyal soldier. That's why I was talking about him today. There was no fault in him. However, in spite of the murder that David committed, when he repented, he was forgiven. Brethren, there is no sin too grievous for God to forgive. None. We all know Psalm 51. When Moses began to pray for mercy, against thee and the only have I sinned, not against any man, he realized his state. God forgave him. His covenant with God was established. When you look at the history of the kings of Israel, every good king was always likened to David. 2 Kings chapter 14, from verse 1 to 3. The Bible will tell us, oh, this man was like David. Oh, this man was not like David. 2 Kings chapter 16, verse 2. 2 Kings chapter 16, verse 2. 2 Kings chapter 16. You see where the Bible is telling us? That a man by name Ahaz reigned from the age of 20 in Jerusalem. He reigned for 16 years. But he did not do that which was right in the sight of the Lord, his God, like David, his father. You see, in spite of the, 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 the adultery, the murder, and everything that David committed, even after he had been long gone, he was still a reference point for good kings in the land. So his goodness was recognized. The last thing about Barabbas, Was that he was a robber. He was what? He was a robber. He was a robber. John chapter 18 verse 40. John chapter 18 verse 40. Then cried they all again saying, not this man but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Do you see any likeness between Barabbas and yourself? Do you see a need to cry unto God and say, if you could give Barabbas a second chance, you can give me another chance? Do you see a need to cry to God this morning? I say, because his reason not only was there hope for Barabbas, there's hope for you and there's you hope for you.